You are listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Srojic. Chapter 22, Miriam. Miriam watched as Joe prepared her uncle's favorite tea set in the kitchen. Though Joe usually wore a short, dark-colored skirt, today she wore a long yellow robe with a green sash. Her hair, which she usually wore down, was folded in several curls and ringlets on top of her head. She even wore makeup. What are you doing? Joe carefully poured boiling water into the teapot. Preparing tea. Joe did this often when Miriam's uncle had guests over. It was the only time Miriam ever saw her cousin in fancy clothes, which she didn't even wear to Temple, much to her father's dismay. Why doesn't he have the staff serve tea? Joe turned and looked at Miriam thoughtfully. When father dies, I'll be leader of the province. Then I'll have to make alliances with other leaders to keep my people safe. They would laugh at a 14-year-old sitting in on their meetings. But it wouldn't be strange for me to be there if I'm serving tea. You're a spy. No, Joe said, but the chords in her voice were wrong. Miriam had been listening to the music she heard in others' voices for months now. She'd learned to tell truth from lies, though she hadn't told Joe about it. She pretended that Joe hadn't lied to her. The only people Miriam hadn't heard lie were her uncle and Dodie, the cook. Do you like it? Serving tea? Yeah. The chords were wrong again. No, you don't. Perhaps Miriam shouldn't have said it but she was too curious. She wanted to know why Joe agreed to do something she didn't like. Joe stared at her, mouth open slightly. How do you know if I like it or not? Her eyes widened. You can see the truth. Miriam took too long trying to determine how to respond, and she knew her silence was answer enough. You're right. I don't like it. Joe adjusted her robe once again. But it's important. She picked up her tray and paused in the doorway to look at Miriam. You know, when I go to Faraday, father could use a truth wizard around the house. Do you want to go to Faraday? Yes. This time, the chords rang true. Why? Joe looked down at the tray of tea. I don't want to make alliances. I want to make friends. When Miriam woke on her birthday, her mind was on her cousin. Joe had told her she had hoped to make friends at Faraday, but that was before she had started stealing money from devastated parents. And yet, Matt had not caught on to her manipulation as Tilly had suggested. Miriam told herself she didn't know Joe very well anymore. She was dating a house head. Maybe Antony had taught her how to be considerate. Miriam would believe it when she saw it. She did her morning exercises as usual, and then found Tashit at the front desk. Good morning, she said with a smile. Tashit always seemed to be smiling. Her eyes, set behind silver-rimmed glasses, were somehow both gentle and as observant as Mrs. Pudyam's. Um, is there a place I could get a broom? I want to sweep my room. A broom? Sure. Tashit disappeared into the room behind the desk and then came out with a broom. Just return it when you're done. Up close, Miriam noticed embroidery on her shirt collar, similar to the embroidery Matt and Key wore. She took the broom and returned to her room. Ion was awake and braiding her hair. She nodded to Miriam, but didn't say anything, lest she drop the strand she held in her teeth. 
Miriam set about sweeping. As she did, she concentrated on her breathing, using it to expel the troubles of the last year out of her body, just as she swept them out the door of her room. It was strange to sweep with Ion in the room, even if she wasn't watching. Though her uncle allowed her to follow her religious traditions in the safety of her own home, he had trained her to act as if she followed the Danos faith required of all people living in his province. She knew she wouldn't be treated differently here for her Harugui faith. Tilly, after all, openly wore her rebirth necklace, and no one batted an eye. But Miriam was used to keeping quiet, so she spoke the mantra under her breath. It helped her to recenter herself for the upcoming year, even if it was difficult in a shared space. When Ion finished braiding her hair, she perched on her bed and watched silently as Miriam finished the sweeping ritual. Miriam stood in the doorway and spoke the last words of the mantra, and then turned to her roommate. Breakfast? The other girl nodded. Miriam dropped the broom off with Tashit on their way to the cafeteria, and they met the others at their usual table. She was happy to see Matt and Key were both there. Not only had Matt been spending more and more time with Joe, but Key had taken to running off with her new friends from Hawthorne House, which made the table feel lonely. Matt, you need to eat something. You barely ate yesterday. Key told her brother as Ion and Miriam sat. His tray sat off to the side as Matt himself poured over a book. Key sighed and tried to move the book, but Matt held it down with his hands. Didn't study either. It took Miriam a moment to realize he had spoken in Jehu, which was uncharacteristic of him. Tell her you had a bad day yesterday. Maybe she'll let you take it later. I don't you think Lamel's birthday is a good excuse. Though Miriam was used to keeping her eyes on her food during a meal, today it felt even more necessary. Key and Matt seemed to be having a private conversation, and she felt like she was listening in. Tilly picked up a slice of plum. You passed Stelling's test the first week. Surely you can survive physics. Suddenly, Miriam realized what they were talking about. Oh no, Miss Putium's test! Miriam had started studying science with her father's co-workers at five or six. But still, the thought of the hawk-eyed woman standing over her while she filled in her answers made her stomach do somersaults. And of course she had to do it today. Matt looked up, eyes wide behind his glasses, and said in Shikbo, What do you mean? What's today? Ion coughed lightly and looked at Miriam as if waiting for an explanation. When Miriam didn't offer one, Ion said, It's Miriam's birthday. Key and Matt exchanged a glance. How did you know that? The sweeping ritual. Sweeping ritual? Miriam noticed that Key used this moment of distraction to remove the physics book from the table and push Matt's breakfast towards him. In Harugui tradition, you sweep away the troubles of the old year on your birthday. It's bad luck not to. You're Harugui. Well, secret's out, I guess. Matt swallowed and looked down again. When he saw the tray in front of him, he turned to Key, who pointed at the tray. Eat. She turned to Miriam. Why didn't you tell us it was your birthday? Miriam stared at her plate. It didn't seem important. That was true enough, but it was also clear that the others thought it was important. She forced herself to look up at Key with a mental reminder that eye contact wasn't taboo in Nefrail. We never made a big deal out of birthdays at my uncle's house. We were usually busy with other problems. Do you want to do something for your birthday? Not really. Even before her parents had died, birthdays had mostly consisted of a nice dinner with family. And every dinner at Faraday had been nice so far, except when half the table disappeared. Can we do something for my birthday? When is your birthday? Matt looked pale. 
Easting. He returned to picking at his breakfast and Key rubbed his back. Ion sat up straighter. What do you want to do? Anything, as long as it's an excuse to get away from my brother and sister. Seemed odd to Miriam that Tilly wouldn't want to spend time with her family on her birthday. But her words rang true. Ion rolled her eyes. I'll come up with something. We ought to get to class. Key tried to protest as Matt stood and collected his tray from which he'd barely eaten. But he dodged her and left, with Tilly behind. Ion, Miriam, and Key walked algebra together. Is your brother all right? He looks like he didn't get enough sleep last night. Yesterday was... kind of an anniversary. This Miriam understood. But she didn't know what she could say in response, so they walked to class in silence. When they got there, Key reached into her bag to get her textbook. Oh no. Miriam and Ion both turned her way. I forgot to give Matt back his physics book. They'll already be in class by now. Give it to him at lunch. She didn't mention that lately neither Matt nor Key ate lunch with the others, but she hoped it would encourage both of them to be there. Matt did eat lunch with them that day, but he looked no better than he had that morning. Miriam noticed he had pulled his hair out of its usual braid and it now hung loose. She tried to measure Key's reaction before she said anything. The other girl frowned, but didn't speak. So how was the test? Tilly asked. Matt was the only one of the five who had physics before lunch. He toyed with his crutch. I don't think I passed. Miriam tried to look up at him, but couldn't bring herself to. Like Tilly had said that morning, she had told herself that the first test would be easy. But if Matt couldn't pass it, how would she? Key pulled Matt's physics book out of her bag. She laid it on the table next to him. Sorry, I didn't mean to keep it. He barely glanced at it. It wouldn't have helped anyway. Was it really that hard? Ion asked. Miriam imagined Mrs. Putyam standing in front of the class, smacking a ruler in her hand as she was wont to do, ready to call out anyone who so much as coughed during the sacred silence of an exam. Probably not, Matt said. Miriam raised her eyes slightly when she heard the sound of truth in his voice. I... I didn't have enough time. I couldn't focus on what I was reading. Well, it's only one test. There's always next time, right? Yeah, I guess so. Matt? Matt turned to his sister, who had picked up his fork. She handed it to him. Please eat. Matt took the fork from her and obeyed. You have been listening to Natural Magic, written and narrated by Molly Sroges. The role of Miriam was played by Stephanie of the Drift. Matt and Key were played by Casey Kirkpatrick and CJ Branneman. Indy Jones played Tilly, and Brittany Nunez lent her voice to Ion. Music and sound effects from Pixabay. Cafeteria ambiance from Ambient Sound Mixer. To learn more about our artists or to read this book online, find The Stitch Witch's Apprentice on Tumblr or follow the links in the show notes.